Until next time, this is Three Dog. And you're listening to Galaxy News Radio, bringing you the truth, no matter how bad it hurts. And now, some music. everybody, welcome to episode 88 of the Geek Generation. Mike Volpe is in That's studio right. again. And uh, joining us over the Skype, Allie Baker. That's right. Hi, thank you for having me on. Thanks for joining us. This is very exciting for us. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, <laughs> I'd like to give the uh, the audience a little backstory on you. Now, you worked for G4 for a little bit as an internship. I did. Uh, last summer, I flew out to Los Angeles for the summer, and uh, I was working there for X-Play as a game capture uh, assistant. So basically all the games that you saw on the air, uh, including Transformers, War for Cybertron, that was me. <laughs> nice. Just, uh, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Is that as exciting as it sounds? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. Yeah, I, I mean, so. you get to... It depends. Like, if you enjoy sitting in a very, very cold, like, freezing room wearing a Snuggie and playing games all day is, like, fun. Uh, that's um, what we do every then, day. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound so bad overall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was fun, and I got to meet a lot of really, really cool people. Um, so, it was actually, to be honest, it was probably one of the best summers of my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And you're a lifelong gamer, so. Aw, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that obviously creates a lot of good connections in the gaming industry and to the point where you were an original co-host of the Indoor Kids on the Nerdist channel. True. Very true. Um, I mean, I had been working in the gaming industry for about two years before then. Um, mm-hmm. And what had kind of introduced me to that chapter in my life was the Frag Dolls, but terrific group of girls. And just being in California for the summer was what allowed me to network with like more entertainment driven mm-hmm. industry people. So I think that that was kind of a good like way to mix things up. And plus the weather in California. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> I want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> was that a tough decision to leave and head back to school? It was very difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily want I mean I wanted to finish school but and I really wanted to stay on the podcast and keep working out there mm-hmm. but ultimately it didn't make sense financially um for me to kind of I I didn't really have the funds to like stay down um in California sure. um, my lease was expiring I was already enrolled in the fall for the next semester mm-hmm. um at the Hartford Art School so it was kind of one of those things where I was like, well, I need to pick my education or this road that could lead to so many awesome things and I want to do it. But like, ultimately, I felt like I had to be responsible about it. Sure. Oh, doesn't responsibility suck? I know. <laughs> right? Ah, oh. Yeah, it was it was hard. It's no fun being a grown up. No. Definitely not. So uh, I, you went out. quite all right with just not growing up ever, ever, <laughs> ever. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of my, my local. Peter Pan mentality. 
Yeah, not to grow up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so you went out to E3 recently, too, for Rooster Teeth. I did. I did. How many times have you been to E3? Was this the first? Um, actually, last year was my first time. Uh, I went as an intern, obviously, for G4. So they like gave me one of those really swanky event staff shirts. And <laughs> I kind of sneaked in and like peered at everything. I was running around like a little girl, kind of just fangirling out over everything. <laughs> um, but this was my first year actually working as press. So I got to, you know, actually go in the lines and watch the demos of games. And it was really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. How many of the press conferences did you make this year? Um, I didn't make any press conferences this year. I actually did make one last year, though, mm -hmm. funny enough. Um, I managed to sneak into the Microsoft one. It seems like those press conferences, it's all a matter of like who you know and what your reputation mm. is in the industry uh, rather than like just having like a special pass to go. It's more just like, oh, well, can you get me on the list? So, Oh, you can't wow. just go in? No, unfortunately. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I, I figured it was just part of the entire experience. Like you go as press and therefore are granted access to the press conference. But... I so, so wish, um, and not because I wanted to see Usher, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I, it would have been really cool to go this year, especially with uh, some of the stuff they showed at the Nintendo press conference. Although I wasn't particularly impressed with most of the stuff that they announced. I felt like most of it got leaked beforehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been happening more and more from year to year. Actually, when they keep the secrets, they usually are kind of surprised about it when they get to make yeah. the announcement. Yeah. This whole internet it's, it's thing. It's kind of a bummer, but if if they can keep, you know, one or two good secrets from us, that usually tends to impress. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that they announced. And uh, well, actually, one thing that I always think is funny is year to year, they keep having the same executives doing the press conference. And I don't understand why. It seems like it would be so much. It's like their time to be their 15 minutes of fame or yeah. something like I don't need to see Jack Trenton and Reggie and everything every year when they could get someone like Chris Hardwick or Aisha Tyler. They had for Ubisoft this year and stuff, which was a better fit. You want an entertainer. You don't want someone who's just going to be a mouthpiece. Yeah. And I thought Aisha Tyler was fantastic this year. Did you hear about the commotion that kind of ensued over people lashing out and she like typed up that whole I don't want to call it a poem, but it was almost like a long post on Facebook about like, you know, I've been gaming for years and like, if you guys are going to hate on me, whatever. But yeah, I saw Emily Gordon tweet that out. Yeah. And that was, that was great. And anyone who knows her as a fan of her does know that she's a gamer. It's just, mm -hmm. it's sad that it's not like her fault and she's trying to stick to the script and it's a, it's a gig and she's just excited. I'm sure to be at E3 at all. Absolutely. Yeah, I I didn't I don't understand that kind of backlash and people mm -hmm. do think I think it's part of the whole like Hollywood girls claiming that they're geeks thing lately and that's kind of making people <sighs> sour on yeah. it, which is sad. <laughs> because there are legitimate girl gamers and girl geeks out there and they're getting the backlash of all the all the Hollywood ones who are just trying to play the role. I think um Kim Kardashian was 
tweeting about Call of Duty or something, and oh everyone God. in the gaming industry, it was kind of an inside joke. They were like retweeting it, and they were like, "Yeah, Kim, what do you think? What do you think about it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on the new Call of Duty? Why didn't you tell us about it?" And she was probably just paid to tweet it out, and really has yeah. no knowledge of it whatsoever. Oh, definitely not. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I feel like this is an industry that like I want to get into is because I feel like. Um, growing up and, and being a, a female gamer, I never really had um, a role model to kind of look up to mm-hmm. in terms of like just a legitimate female who gamed like Morgan Webb. I didn't find out about until years and years um, like after like middle school and high school. So mm-hmm. it would have been great to grow up with like someone like that um, sure. to look up to. But I feel like a lot of the girls that are setting great examples kind of don't lead the way in terms of um, sex appeal. So that's kind of a problem too. Yeah. It's nice to have uh, like all the bases covered and that is slowly coming in more into fruition. It seems so like, it seems like you're coming up at a good time where the doors Mm -hmm. are opening up for that. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the gaming industry just in the last 10 years and how much it's grown. Like, as females, we represent about 40% of the industry now, whereas 10 years ago, it was maybe not even half of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot. A long way. <laughs> seems like there's a lot less of the uh, Barbie video games that are geared specifically towards the girl gamer and now just embracing that audience in the mainstream of games that you're making. Cooking Mama. Cooking <laughs> <Eating> Mama. <laughs> oh, yeah. All those games. <laughs> <laughs> the specific niche, uh, stereotypical. And I won't, I won't even lie. I mean, I played, um, I think it was like my, my first playhouse or something on the PC. Like that was one of the first games that I ever had, um, along with, I think my PC came loaded with Load Runner. Mm-hmm. I had Amazon Trail, um, oh, of course. Bumps, Return to Horrorland. So. <laughs> Like, I won't even lie. I fell into it at some point, but it's not necessarily the only kind of game that I, you know, buy to play. Sure. Well, yeah, it's probably a great entry point. But then once you've established the skills necessary for gaming, Mm -hmm. you jump off and try Mm -hmm. other things. Absolutely. Uh, So E3, there were tons of announcements. The reaction is coming back kind of lackluster from a lot of people that there wasn't any like big standout one title or one announcement this year. And yet there seems to be some things that are very exciting. But if we look down, uh, Microsoft's announced things. Obviously, Halo 4 mm-hmm. is their, their big, big flagship one. here. Yeah. I'm not much of a Halo player myself. I know, Mike, you play. That's all I play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That, I've just stopped playing everything else. Yeah. I mean, I'll play Halo 4, and then whenever Grand Theft Auto 5 comes out, yep. that'll be the next game I get. Is this something you're excited about, Allie, or...? Uh, I'm not even going to feign interest or pretend that I like (laughs) Halo. Um, (laughs) Halo is a great game, you know, Reach I played for a while. In terms of multiplayer, I think it's fantastic because they managed to keep um, multiplayer elements very, like, Mm even-sided for games and in terms of, like, eSports. It's a fantastic game for that. But I never got into the franchise. I was never really a big fan of it. So I might try it when it comes out. I might buy it, um, but or rent it or something. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's gonna 
I don't know. It's not a big thing for me. Yeah, it's kind of surprising, too. There's this trend of reviving things that are supposed to be over, mm. especially this year, like Halo uh, 4, yeah. uh, God of War <laughs> Ascension, all these things that were supposed to be done. And actually, like God of War ended and it felt good. Like, even though it was kind of sad, it was over and it was done and yeah. we were ready to move on. And now they're bringing it back again. It's strange. You know, I think that's kind of what bothers me the most about um, hearing about this new Halo game is I had actually gone to the Halo release event for Halo Reach in Mm -hmm. New York City and Times Square. And there was like big send off and they were, you know, talking about the developers and saying, oh, this is our last this is our last title. This is the end. And I was like, oh, great job, guys. So sad. And and it kind of felt like a bittersweet close and Mm -hmm. everyone was so happy for them. And then, you know, two years later, one year later. They're like, oh, just kidding, guys. Like, we found out we can make more money. <laughs> it's always the prequel so, route. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say I'm too thrilled about Halo either. But uh, they also announced Splinter Cell Blacklist, which is another thing I've never been into. But actually, the interesting uh, thing that Microsoft focused on this year, too, was not using Kinect necessarily for everything Kinect can do, but for the voice support. And Splinter Cell was one of the titles that is really going to include like a new level of Kinect support on it. That should be interesting. Um, that's with, uh, Sam Fisher, correct? Yes. Um, well, <laughs> I'm a little biased because I think that Sam Fisher is, uh, makes a fantastic imaginary boyfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think that'll be cool. I, I, I played that briefly, um, like a few years ago and it was interesting. So it's just kind of another lead on a new story. Sure. Hopefully the story will be good. Yeah. That's always um, nice. <laughs> yeah. But We'll see, I guess. Also, Gears of War, um, they announced Judgment is coming yeah. out as well, which was actually one of the titles that I did enjoy while I was at E3. Um, I got a sneak pa- peek at that sneak peek. <laughs> and uh, how did that play for you? Um, it's cool. They're they're actually uh, announcing, they've announced a new multiplayer um, facet. And basically what it is, it's, it's called Overrun. And you have... Two teams, um, each person has a role. So now that they've introduced class-based gameplay, so there's a soldier, there's a medic. Um, I can't remember the name of the other uh, classes are, but it, it almost reminds me, I mean, I grew up playing PC games. Um, I used to play Steam and Day of Defeat back in the day, mm-hmm. um, like Counter-Strike. And I always felt like teams where you actually picked roles and you distinguished the roles... Um, people could kind of work together and it was more fun in terms of like playing with other people online. And I think that Gears has had this problem for a few years now where you jump on game um, on multiplayer mm-hmm. and it's so uneven sometimes where you'll just get pummeled by the other team or you'll just like, you know, completely destroy or pwn faces, they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I-, I think this even out a gameplay for a lot of people who enjoy to just jump in and jump out of multiplayer games online. So yeah, well, there are a lot of multiplayer. There's so many multiplayer games now, like where you said, where everyone's on a similar playing field and there's no real roles to fill and there's no, uh, there's no need to be a team. You can kind of go off on your own and do the same thing as everyone else and just kind of hope you contribute. But yeah, yeah, having the different roles definitely makes more of that team uh, aspect going on, which is nice. I mean, at the same time, it might not do anything. You know how people are on Xbox Live. Sure. But 
We can certainly hope. So it's a push in the right direction. We hope that's a thing. Um, and I mean, they're going to be talking about um, Baird and Cole's backstories and judgment. So I love Baird. I don't know about you guys, but I like a nerdy dude who <laughs> kind of just carries the team but doesn't get any credit. A bit of awesome. a beefier Gordon Freeman. <laughs> don't even get me started on Gordon Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> See a uh, fantasy icon for you. I just think great. That that is all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, also, Microsoft, uh, as far as the voice support goes, they're using that in both FIFA and Madden 13. And I know a lot of Madden people are excited about the fact that you can now call your plays out verbally. You don't have to just choose everything. Like you can get up to the line, call an audible, select a certain player to make a certain run. That's crazy interaction. That's so lifelike. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I definitely agree. I What I think is interesting is that they're making... Um, I was watching the press conference with my girlfriend, Rachel Lara, um, and they announced the fact that in FIFA, if you curse, they're actually going to, I think, there's like a penalty for yep. it or something. Yeah, wow. Wow. that's great. There's going to be a lot of people <laughs> on a penalty. <laughs> yeah, so we were like, well, we're never playing FIFA ever. Because <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> what if, like, how do they know that, like, you're not just having a conversation with someone and... I mean, at least it's like charm school for sports fans. Sure. And maybe that'll carry over into the Xbox Live arena as well. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Wouldn't that be nice? Be that paranoia of bad language. Oh, God. <laughs> they, uh, they're they in- integrating the Connect with Nike Plus as well, too, which I thought was really interesting. But at the same time, as promising as it looks, I don't know if there's ever really been a console-based trainer that's been all that great. I know Mike's really interested in that stuff as a personal trainer, mm. but uh, they're, they're trying to bring it in with the whole Nike Plus yeah. environment where they had the shoe uh, the shoe integration, and I mm. think there's an interaction with that now and everything. But I don't know if any of these are really great ways to start aside from just initially getting up off the couch. I think, I think you just got to get off the couch and go to the gym. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a video game is not going to solve Like the, the Wii th- exercise thing was... I don't know. It's like the lazy person's excuse to exercise. Like, well, I use the Wii. I don't know. It works. (laughs) Well, you know what actually is? I worked at GameStop for, oh, God, way too many years. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) we had a lot of people coming in. The Zumba fitness games are like a huge hit. And I can Mm -hmm. understand how a dance game could be kind of successful. But in terms of getting a full body workout, you kind of just have to go outside. Yeah, there's, there's, (laughs) there's no cheap, cheap route. Yeah, and if you try, well, there's to nothing it, cheap about going this route. <laughs> no, no, but if you try to take the easy way out, you're going to get the easy way out results. So it's true. I, you know, true. I think some people will buy it, and some people have fun with it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely fun. Personally, I'm I'm a big fan of you know the best workout that ever came to gaming, which was uh, Guitar Hero. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so just playing the drums. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, Good lord. That those that was probably the the only game that I've ever invested in in terms of actually getting like involved <laughs> or like kind of dancing in place even though it wasn't really necessary <laughs> sure <laughs> um but <laughs> yeah that's that's as far as i go well I'll yeah I, I, I used to get frustrated with the people that played guitar hero but then they weren't all in attitude wise yeah they were just kind of going through the motions they're like no 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 no. it's like playing wee bowling by sitting on the couch you yes. have to get up and <laughs> invest yourself you need to make the motions take yes. the steps you do. yeah 
if you want to get anything out of it and be a part of that world, you really have to put yourself in. You know, it. I'm glad that you guys understand that because some people just don't take it seriously enough and it really upsets me. Yeah, uh, we're in the same boat. This gaming stuff is very serious. It is. <laughs> serious business. <laughs> um, Microsoft announced an interesting thing that has the worst name, which was the Xbox Smart Glass. And I don't know why they came up with that kind of a name, because who knows where peripherals are going to go in the future to where are they really all just going to have glass? Are we going to go into other things? But for games, it seems to be like the same idea as the Wii U controller, except it's multiple devices, which seems annoying. And Mike, you're giving me a confused look like you don't yeah, know. I, didn't even, I, <laughs> okay. I, I saw it. Yeah, I was less like, I can't even go into this. The, the whole, the whole smart glass thing is uh, <laughs> basically if, if you're watching something on yeah. any mobile device you have and it does go beyond just... Mm-hmm the Microsoft stuff like your iPod or iPad or whatever, you could take a movie or a TV show and technically slide it over to your TV mm. through the Xbox and resume watching there, which is cool yeah. and everything. But if you're playing a video game and you're having like another display on your device, yeah. now you have to put down the controller, right. look at this other thing, whereas the Wii U has it all integrated into one. I just want to look one. at one screen. Right. It's yeah. a lot. Game. It's a lot. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Allie? I feel like when that came out, everyone was just like, hey, someone's taking pointers from Nintendo. Sure. Hey, look, they're doing it better again. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I actually really want that was like one of the things that I really wanted to check out while I was out on the show floor. But when I was at the Microsoft booth, the entire time there was just a complete swarm around that section. Really? So there, there was like no way for me to get in there. They had like camera crews like in and out of that space constantly. Um, I think it's cool, but I think, I don't know how realistic it is in terms of, you know, I mean, technology is already so mythic. Mm -hmm. It it takes a part of like who we are on a daily basis and wherever we go. Like I have my iPhone and I am constantly texting and tweeting and looking up things and Google and checking my bank of America and using every app known to man, like at all times during the day. And like, is there ever a point where we're just going to say, all right, well, you know, maybe we should kind of detach for a while. So I don't, I don't know. Personally, it doesn't interest me. I can understand where it would be, you know, great for people who are really into it and stuff, but I don't know. People love gadgets too. Yeah. yeah. It is important it's to just definitely innovative. Just oh, that's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it? No? Well, I have it. My glass is smarter than yours is. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big yeah, bragging you point. You know now. there's going to be like people lining up for that for days, oh, so. Absolutely. Um Microsoft did announce two other games. Well, not announce uh they didn't announce Tomb Raider, but mm. they did show off a decent amount of gameplay. Which it looks great, yeah. But it also just feels like it's uncharted with boobs, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but significantly less boobs. Remember, that's true. Yeah, they, this is pre-enhancement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm wondering uh, at one this, point she's gonna feel the need to go with triangles, it, right? <laughs> <laughs> is this is this a younger Laura Croft? I I, yeah. I mean, I've never been in like into the Tomb Raider franchise particularly, except for maybe the movie because Angelina Jolie is a damn, just damn. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean uh, It is supposed it to be really the good. origin story of her. So yeah. this is like her first album. Many, many years before the first one. Yep. I think she's still I think they set her at being like what, eighteen, nineteen? Like Something she's like young. that, like really young, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I did about this press conference is there was significantly less squealing um during that demo. I don't know if you guys remember last year, but it was very like every time she like 
made a drop or like did anything or ran into anyone. She was like making all these like really weird like grunts and noises where it was like, all right, this is kind of weird. I feel uncomfortable. Like, (laughs) um, there was a lot less of that and it was more like actual action, um, and gameplay. And yeah, she's you having... get to see her with a shotgun, which was kind of baller, yeah. if you want. Yeah, I actually yeah. I dug the the bow and arrow scenario. Yeah, that, so that was, was cool. nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last thing that they showed some game, well, not gameplay, but it showed a trailer for, and it's probably the most excited thing I am for that came out of E3 was the uh, trailer for South Park: The Stick of Truth. Yay! <laughs> it looks amazing. I can't believe the level of detail and similarity they have to the show like i had read something before that matt and trey had given them direct assets and textures that they use when they create it but the 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 reality of how close it is to the actual show is unbelievable yeah they i'm glad that they teamed up with them and and they really decided hey let's go all the way with this rather than let's make a crappy movie game because they could have we're just going to throw you a bunch of stuff and you can just, you know, play around with it. Yeah. <laughs> just have it ready in like in time. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. And they even delayed it uh, till 2013 already, I think, because they're really wanting to put all the work necessary into it. Hey, it's amazing. I remember when um, it was on the cover of Game Informer a few months back yep. and I was reading it and just seeing the grand scale of the town and how they had kind of just reworked the entire area to make it look exactly like, you know, it is in the show. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. I don't know when game informer became like the, the playboy centerfold for gamers, like those covers, (laughs) but they're amazing covers every time. I know. It's awesome. Uh, I know. Totally agree. (laughs) They really are though. They are the playboy for gamers. That's such a great, Way to put it. But speaking of games that um they're they've pushed back that I'm really looking forward to and I didn't even see a E three and it made me want to cry inside, uh, is Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, that had a heavy presence at PAX East, but Ah. But you know what's funny about that is it had a heavy presence at PAX East, but there was no booth. Um they were just giving out those hats. Apparently there was this contest going on where I guess Ken Levine was gonna pick uh whoever like two people out of the crowd that you had to be wearing this hat that they were giving out. Great marketing tactic, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And two of these people would actually be NPCs or AIs in the game or something. Oh, wow. So I was wondering yeah. why people would be caught mm. seeing like wearing those. And now you know. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, they really didn't have anything. Now Bioshock Infinite I know got delayed, but do you know how far back? Um, I think what they're saying now is just 2013. Yeah. I don't think they've actually set a date for it, but I mean, there were other good, good games there that I, I've been looking forward to. One of them is Borderlands 2. I don't know if you guys are Borderlands fans. I haven't played it, but they definitely no, had a lot going on at uh, PAX about that one. Were you guys at PAX East? I was there on the Sunday only. Oh, sweet. I was there. That was Easter, right? That was, that was Easter. Yeah, yeah nice. I thought it was going to be a. I thought it was going to be a yeah. small crowd because of that. Yeah, um, Borderlands Two looks phenomenal. Um, I think that's they're looking into September for that. I think September two thousand twelve. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I may be wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think so though. But they're they've been talking about that, and what I really like about it, I played the demo while I was at PAX East. Um, is it you actually get kickback on the guns now? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why people play Borderlands is because they love 
all of the different scenarios and guns that you can actually obtain throughout the game while you're leveling up and sure. kind of grinding and questing. And now there's kickback, there's co-op play, uh, split screen, so you can play next to someone. And it's more bright, more vivid, there's more enemies to kill. The aliens in this one just look ridiculous. I don't even know if I, I would call them aliens, they're just really cool insect things. <laughs> So, I don't know. I'm really excited for that. I think it's going to be awesome. I've always loved the art style of it, but I have yet to actually sit down and play it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fun if you guys get... I mean, even just for the two of you to play multiplayer. I'm still playing online right now, so if you guys want to level up. Nice. Free invite. Nice. I'll <laughs> hop in. Um, Sony had a lot of great stuff, and I don't know if you can necessarily say that there's a winner on any particular E3. They always go after that too, like mm. which press conference won. Yeah, they grade them. And yeah, all that stuff. but I'm I maybe it's just because I'm a Sony fanboy overall. Mm. Like PS3 is the only current generation console that I have for monetary reasons. <laughs> I can't diversify too much, but uh, they they kicked it off with showing Quantic Dreams next game, which are the makers of Heavy Rain. For people who don't know which looks absolutely amazing, called Beyond Two Souls. Yes. And, yes. Uh, the, yes. <laughs> yeah, just just yes, like all over and over again. The, one of the coolest things, too, they reveal that Alan Page actually is playing the main character in the game, and it'll span over 15 years of this character's life, which is crazy. Uh, what, what I think is nuts is, um, you know, how they're using actors now, and they're pulling in people from the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, into the video game industry and doing these like big projects because I feel like within the past like five years or so we've seen a lot of um, like Troy Bakers and like Carlos Ferro who does voices for different video game characters but now you're starting to see that there's actors coming out of the woodwork that are like hey I want to be in this game this is pretty cool and Ellen Page is just she's a fantastic actress I can't wait to see what they do with it yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, the one thing that I wish they hadn't pulled in was Snoop Dogg into Tekken Tag Tournament too. But <laughs> Ice T in uh, Gears of War Three, I thought he was great. <laughs> Ice T is great in everything, just by proxy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, Beyond Two Souls is is very interesting. Even the premise of it and kind of the fact that she has this entity that we don't see. I think his name's Aiden, and. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, he affects the things around her. He's on like the other side of what happens in the afterlife and stuff. And it, it's the coolest premise. I don't know. I really enjoyed Heavy Rain, so I'm looking forward to this one as well. See, I never finished Heavy Rain, and now I'm kicking myself for it. But for some reason, when I first and this, I could be totally off with this, but that's fine. Um, when I first saw this um, trailer for Beyond, I immediately thought of. Not only Heavy Rain, but Alan Wake and just like all the darkness sure. that they were kind of channeling in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be really interesting and I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, are you excited for the PlayStation version of Super Smash Brothers at all? <laughs> A little bit, but only to play as Fat Princess. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that was the more interesting of the uh, cast reveals. And actually, at E3, they did bring up Nathan Drake and Big Daddy as well as additions, which is cool. Really? I didn't hear about Big Daddy, so I'm oh, pretty yeah. much in now. Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, I think the roster is Sweet Tooth, uh, Fat Princess, Sly Cooper. Uh, the people from Killzone, are they the Hellgast, I believe? Yeah, I think that's um, the name. Parappa the Rapper, which seems very random, but it's that's pretty great. funny. <laughs> that was a funny game. Yeah, Kratos, of course, <laughs> and then Nathan Drake and Big Daddy. 
Uh, I'm just going to play as Parappa. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be a fan favorite, honestly. Yeah, he's just he's just like the resident troll character because like that game is just so ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually glad PlayStation's doing this, but I'm wondering who else they could possibly pull in at this point. Yeah, right. That, I think that'll be interesting. I mean, PlayStation has a bunch of um, console exclusive characters, so True. I think they've kind of pulled a lot of them, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull more of their kind of more famous characters is it too early to start dreaming about a nintendo versus playstation super smash brothers type game <laughs> oh it's never too early <laughs> oh good i'm gonna hop on that train right away i want to see Great. kratos versus mario so bad ah <laughs> oh, that'd be good i can't even imagine that um assassin's creed 3 looked amazing as well what did you think of that I think it looks pretty awesome. Um, I think it takes place, was it the Revolutionary War? Yes. Um, I think in Boston. Yep. Um, it's cool. They're, they're introducing a new character. His name is Connor. Um, and what's really cool, I think, in this game that kind of sets it apart is that they're using that new, um, that new graphics engine called Anvil Gate. And basically, I think Connor's a lot more fluid and more responsive now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also climb and swing from trees. Yes. So who doesn't want to do that? Absolutely. <laughs> it seems very interesting. I mean, they're going to have a bit of a city aspect when they go into Boston and everything. But to to do what uh, the assassins have done in the past and going through the trees should be amazing. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah, I think it'll definitely um, introduce an entirely new element of gameplay for, you know, people who have been excited for the franchise and played one, two, and three, or you know, definitely just want to try something different. Do you play the Vita at all? Or are you sticking to the the home consoles? Um, I am actually in terms of having a device that I can carry around with me. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot more minimalistic now, but I've always been kind of partial to Nintendo just because right. I feel like if I'm going to play something on the go, it's going to be more puzzle involved. Sure. But um I don't know, it's weird. I started out with the Sega Game Gear like when I was really little, mm-hmm. and then it slowly kind of digressed over time and I was just like, well, like I have other stuff to do. I like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. play something on the go, it's gonna be something quick on my iPhone or absolutely on yeah. the train. I'm not gonna try to delve into it. That's what I have a console and PC for. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way things are kind of going. Yeah. But it was it was interesting to see them come out right away with announcing Assassin's Creed Three Liberation for PS Vita. And the obviously the more interesting thing about it is it'll be the first time the uh, assassin protagonist is a female character. That is so exciting. It is cool. <laughs> My inner feminist is uh, was squeeing when I saw that, actually. And but, she looks um, very cool, too. So, I, I think it also has to do with age, though, too. I think, um, I mean, just working at a game retail store for years, I, I would see a lot. I think a lot of kids are particularly invested in the handheld devices where you can you have these beautiful graphics and you can play things like need for speed or assassin's creed or uncharted um but just at my age currently and having real life stuff to do (laughs) there's just no time 
most of the time when I'm on the go. Yeah, I understand that. I always feel like if I'm going to play something, I'm going to do it at home in front of a screen that I can really enjoy it. And if I'm out, absolutely, I can't imagine where I would be aside from like a doctor's office where I'm going to sit and play a game for 20 minutes. And that's a great place to play a game. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. It's the best place to play a game because you don't know how long you're going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I... I was such a bad student in in middle school and high school, and um, I, I'm not condoning it at all. But I used to I used to just like bring my DS into school and like play whenever I could, like during <laughs> recess. Sometimes during class, I used to get caught. I was in like I'd get in so much trouble. But um, I, I wonder sometimes, like with all these kids that come into stores and they're buying games, like whether they kind of have the same sneaky ideas or. Mm. whether they're actually playing in bed at night or you know like it's i wonder sometimes i think most of them are keeping it at home because i'm actually a teacher by profession and i haven't taken away too many uh (laughs) portable game oh you would have hated me probably so (laughs) badly Sneaking it under the desk all the time. I did not follow the rules. Right now, it's mostly kids just trying to text each other and stuff. Even when they're in the same classroom, it's ridiculous. That's see, that's nuts to me. Um, to think how like how old are they? Because uh, I teach I feel middle like school right now. But so young now. Yeah, yeah, they're like seventh yeah. and eighth graders. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's out of control. Speaking so there's of, only one game that I really, really want to talk about. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw anything about it or heard anything about it, but Dead Space 3 they've announced, and it looks so goddamn good. <laughs> and uh, that's in the horror, uh, yeah. survival horror This one's genre. supposed to be set, what, in the cold, right? Like on a cold yeah, planet? It's, um, it's actually set on an ice planet. Um, I don't... Remember, seem to remember the name of it, um, but it's very reminiscent of if you've ever played like Lost Planet One, mm-hmm. um, just the kind of setting. Even, I mean, if you've played Mass Effect, certain ice planets there. Um, but in, in terms of like the um, the enemies that you're kind of battling against, um, they're a lot bigger. Um, it's mm-hmm. a lot more epic, and they're they seem to be utilizing cutscenes a, a whole lot more now. Um, in terms of having like push to engage buttons and stuff like that. Mm. But um, they're also going to have co-op, which is really cool. One thing that I really liked when I was at the the demo when they were showing it is the guy, he he, he goes through like a live demo for the game, obviously. So he's like, well, you guys got to keep in mind, <laughs> this is subject to human error. I die sometimes. <laughs> so he was playing and he was battling this like crazy, crazy, like, I don't even know what it was, was like a ice bug creature thing. It was really cool. That's all you need to know. Um, but he died and it was probably the most graphic death I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> and he's like, so now to show you what this would be like in co-op and they're like, bam. And Whoa. these two big screens like rise up from underneath and you're like, Oh snap. And like everyone kind of turns around and is looking at each other like, Oh, they got us so good. <laughs> and so they're playing side by side and they kind of show you how having co-op, um, is helps you know working together and and being able to formulate strategies to beat these bosses because mm-hmm. it's definitely I, f- I feel like a lot of the dead space franchise is very formulaic in the sense that they're survival horror games mm. um it's not like you can't really 
there's no good way to just kind of run in and gun anything. You have to really strategize how you're going to do everything. So I'm I'm so excited for it. I'm I'm sorry if I'm fangirling out a little no, bit. No, not at all. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really pumped. <laughs> Is this supposed to be uh, sit down local co op or multiplayer as well? Um, I think it is, I think it's only online enabled, but I may be wrong. Um, I don't want to say it's, um, sit down side by side co-op because I feel like a lot of people are shying away from that. Yeah. But it's way too much effort these days to walk next door to your friend's house now, right? and sit down <laughs> on the couch with them. It's so much easier uh, just to turn the Xbox on. We live in a sad day and we age. We do. We do. Those were some <laughs> of the best days sitting down playing video games yeah. next to your friend. Although how often do you even have that opportunity at our oh, age? Now we know? don't know doesn't happen um, as much. But but another cool thing is, I mean, if you play the first or the second ones, mm-hmm. um, it, Isaac is kind of alone um, by himself. He has his team from the USS Ishimura, but the majority of them kind of die. It's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they've integrated, like they've added more um, human life on this new planet. Mm. So, so as a result, they've had to include dynamic cover into it. So it's, it's almost like I wouldn't want to say it's like third person shooter, but the fact that you're battling other humans now, it's like completely new gameplay, like yeah. completely it's still the same survival horror game, mm-hmm. but they're definitely including more for uh reaching out to bigger audiences, which I think should be cool. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't go too far away like the Resident Evil series where it's just totally not even survival horror anymore. It's just gone horror action now. Mm. Yeah, it's more action-adventure, if anything. Yeah, that's always good. But if you want my personal opinion on that, 4 was the best Resident Evil game ever, <laughs> ever, ever. And maybe 1. I can't even sit through survival horror, honestly. I'm I'm that much of a wuss. <laughs> I only played Resident Evil 2. That was the only one I played. And I played really? it, yeah, over and over and over. But I've got, like, the Dual Shock version, the one where you could cheat and, like, have unlimited ammo. And oh, all jeez. <laughs> so that there was- you go. Yeah. Well, that, that's what made um five so appealing to me is I played a uh, co-op with my friend and I played as Sheva. Let me just tell you, if you play that game solo and you have to work with the AI, good freaking luck because it, <laughs> the AI is the worst in any game I've ever played in my life. Oh wow! <laughs> I'd be like Sheva, heal me, Sheva, heal me. Sheva's like over <laughs> on the other side of the map, like looking at a tree. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, help me. <laughs> Uh, but, you never um, want your medic like to have minute. crazy yeah. ADD. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Um, but yeah, I, I think five was appealing in, in the sense that um, it was very action adventure but um, you could max out everything. There were so many unlockables. And what was great is you could play it over and over and over again, and each time would be different because you'd have the new unlocks and you'd have a bazooka. Or you'd have infinite ammo on your machine gun. Nice. Basically, what I'm saying is that I have way too much free time. (laughs) You have time to max out everything and be like a a god amongst the Resident Evil population. (laughs) Yeah. That's always fun. I usually just pop in prototype for that. but (laughs) That's a good game. It is a good game. I haven't played two yet, but uh, one was just a power trip and a half. Well, you're um you're a PS3 guy, so I'm surprised you're not into Infamous. I am actually. I I have played through uh, one and two and uh, Festival of Blood. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, and I, I I do have I do have a Cole McGrath statue up on my shelf right over here. So <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I I feel like a lot of people that like Prototype also like Infamous. 
Yeah, so. I found it an odd comparison when they both came out. It's like, just because they both have superpowers, they're going to be compared. I didn't understand that too much. They're nothing alike. Yeah. I mean, eh, story-wise, well, maybe not. One dude's a virus and the other's like an electrical superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah. just kidding. <laughs> from a from a vast standpoint, I, I see what, where people draw the connect, drew the connection, just yeah. like in terms of looks and graphics. But. Sure, sure. Story-wise, yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the games that I saw that came out of E3 that really, really impressed me, and I don't think there was any news prior, and it's nice to see something that's not a sequel and an original IP, yeah. was uh, Ubisoft's Watch Dogs. Did you get to see anything on that? <sighs> I did not. I feel bad for not doing my homework. Um, <laughs> but I did. I heard a lot about Watch Dogs. There's a lot of people that were really excited for that in particular. Yeah, I actually just showed the trailer to Mike because he yeah. hadn't seen it prior to recording. And the first thing you notice right away is the graphics are unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. The weather effects and, and like all the each little leaf on a tree is moving. I'm like, this is I said to Rob, like, I could sit here and just watch the weather on this game. Right. Like, This is amazing. There are a lot of people thinking that it's going to be intended for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Which I can't imagine they would already be showing footage for consoles that don't exist. But some people think, for whatever reason, the graphics that they're showing are not capable from our current generation consoles. Well, it could be another Killzone 2 situation. Do you guys remember what happened yeah. with that a few years ago? When they showed all the like super rendered stuff that wasn't actual game footage? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to discredit Watch Dogs. I think it's it'll probably be great, but... Uh, I also heard a series of leaks within the past few days. I don't want to get you guys too excited, but they have been talking. It might be completely fake, um, but I think I read on Kotaku uh, a few days ago that there were leaks about an Xbox 720, and um, I think it's called Connect Something. I don't know. There's like a, hmm. like the entirely new generation for Xbox. Wow. Yeah. Well, they are generally first. They have been. They have been, and, and that's all the rumors are that what next two thousand next year or two thousand fourteen two thousand fifteen should be the next, the next generation, generation consoles, cycle. which means E three next year they should be talking about it. Yeah, it still feels early though. Yeah, I, I think it feels early. I'm not ready to part with my. I just bought the goddamn Star Wars Connect, <laughs> so I'm gonna be really annoyed if next E3 they're like, ah, oh, Xbox 720 with Connect Two. Yeah, Connect <laughs> is still it. very, very new to be. They better come up with a better name than Xbox 720. Yeah, I won't buy it because of the name. <laughs> like that's stupid. Well, yeah, but no, it's really Wii, stupid. We and we you. Uh. That's yeah, bad too, but yeah. they took the easy they, route on Wii this one. I think Wii U was trying to do the whole like I, the Apple I thing, where yeah. all their yeah, games yeah. are like Zombie U and yep. put the yeah. U at the end. It reminds me of when uh, Super Nintendo was first out, and then we had like Super Star Wars and Super. Yep. Uh, I don't even remember them all. It was Super F Zero. It was Super everything. Stuff, yeah. yeah. <sighs> they have an interesting way of marketing things. I feel like. Yeah. It's very lazy, in my opinion. It is quite a bit. Um, the uh, before we move on to Nintendo, because there is a lot of interesting Wii U stuff. Uh, the Last of Us was probably the biggest hyped up thing from Sony. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be crazy. Yeah, and Mike, that's definitely in your realm of. Uh, oh, that's the yeah they were talking about survival like, like pseudo. Dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, everything Naughty zombie? Dog makes it's it's 
zombie in a way like you do come across raiders and things mm. like that just survivors but you also come across infected which yeah. they they actually kind of geared away towards in their presentation it was all uh human enemies well human enemies are gonna be way more of a problem than a zombie would be one would think humans are a problem <laughs> in general we have been <laughs> it's true but, but uh I've, graphically i've and always been driven towards like the apocalyptic kind mm-hmm. of games mm-hmm. um like fallout 3 yeah. was probably one of my favorite games of all time and oh that's amazing I think too. That, yeah this will be this will be interesting in terms of just telling a story and keeping that kind of era intact absolutely and it looks the the ai and everything looks amazing the fact that i don't know if you control the girl that's with you or anything but there's a point where a guy knocks you down she runs up and stabs him in the back to help you out there's another mm-hmm. point where some guy is coming over to you with a gun and you've run out of bullets and she throws a brick at the dude's head and it's like <laughs> what the hell it's crazy this is almost real life yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah when you throw except bricks not all the time. because just the way i think they're being innovative in terms of grand scale design and with development in terms of graphics and and coming up with these this concept for this broken down and destroyed city that we saw mm-hmm. in the trailer um i think it almost reminds me of when i first saw uh what's the name of the the new island or oh dead island landmass oh the uh, new sorry. island the new landmass for bioshock oh i, I don't know the name of it um, oh, Columbia. It it almost reminds me of of that in the sense where you see it and you're just like, how did they like even come up with mm. these concepts? Yeah. Like, but yeah, it it looks beautiful. Absolutely. And you saw you said you saw some of the Nintendo press conference, yeah? I did. I'm excited that they're announcing a whole bunch more for the 3ds. Yeah, that was a whole separate conference, right? Pretty much. Because they mentioned uh, they mentioned New Super Mario Brothers two. They mentioned uh, the Paper Mario game looks great. I did they had they announced Luigi's Mansion before? I feel like we had heard about that. There beforehand. were rumors going around, but I don't remember seeing anything official until now. I think we had. I think it was actually reservable for a while at GameStop, and we we're like, oh, like I didn't even hear anything about this, but wow. you can reserve it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, when I, when I saw that, I was pretty excited. I was surprised they didn't, I'm, I'm a big Animal Crossing fan. Mm-hmm. I, uh, learned all about how to pay off mortgages during high school because <laughs> of that game. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm excited, I'm excited for that. And I was a little surprised that they didn't really say anything about that. But I think they're bringing a whole, a whole bunch of titles to the 3DS. And I'm excited that they're actually bringing some good games because when it first came out i wasn't too impressed to be honest yeah i'm a little jealous they're gonna get the new uh kingdom hearts game i'm still dying for like kingdom hearts 3 on a console oh man i actually got a chance to play that on the e3 show floor for a little bit it looked really really fun um it's very pick up and play you don't have to know a lot about kingdom hearts or i mean i've 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 never been like into kingdom hearts or kind of gotten involved with the story but it's very fun to just pick up and hack and slash and you see all your familiar friends (laughs) nothing like kicking ass with mickey mouse (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, yeah being a bamf (laughs) (laughs) everyone thought it was the weirdest premise like to mix final fantasy and disney and it is strange but when you play the games it just feels so natural yeah nice i love them 
I still need to go back and play Final Fantasy Seven. I'm I'm a big retro junkie, and all my friends are like, "How have you not played Seven? What is wrong with you? I will fight you." Well, I, I, well, I I played it all the way. There were three discs. I got to the third disc, and it was scratched, and I couldn't play it. Oh, I, so I never got past the second disc, and I was oh, like, my no. cousin had let me borrow it, and I'm just like, um, your your disc is scratched. He's like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I gave it back. I was invested. That was like yeah. the TV series. Like I canceled too early. Right. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So, oh but well. it is out there for you to complete. It is. But again, am I going to sit down? And uh, probably not at this point. Oh, I can't even make it through New Vegas. So yeah. <laughs> the the well, on the on. I, I don't think anyone can make it through New Vegas. No. Well, the ongoing joke on uh, the show, <laughs> at least the last few months or so, is I bought New Vegas over a year ago, and I have yet to put it in the console because did you? I don't think you opened it yet. No, it's so it's overwhelming to me. <laughs> <laughs> the time commitment. It's like this thing it is. sitting yeah. there. That was my thing. I didn't buy Skyrim because I'm like, uh. All right, I know what this is gonna take, and do I have the time? Yeah, like, yeah, I got some time, but I could do something else. Yeah, that's that's funny. I I can definitely hear where both of you are coming from. Skyrim, it took me. I, I bought the game, and it sat on literally on top of my Xbox. I put it there, like right up in my hostile face, just so that like I just saw it every day and mm-hmm. like needed to play it. But I just knew the amount of time it was gonna take. And then Fallout New Vegas, I played that it took me forever just to put in my console because i played fallout 3 and i was like this is not going to be as good no. i know it's not going to be as good yeah Liam neeson is not my father not as good <laughs> so he will not avenge me yeah, or yeah. find me if i get I'll, lost or kidnapped or <laughs> we'll have yeah. to wait until fallout 4 oh <gasps> yes <laughs> if they announce that at e3 next year i might pee I will definitely. Was there there, was there just no Grand Theft Auto talk this year? None. Because the trailer came out. They had that trailer come out, and I'm like, "That's very true." I didn't even. It's got to be coming out this October, and then nothing, right? I don't know. I mean, I've never been into Grand Theft Auto. I think that they definitely have a huge demographic of Mm. like people who love it and are obsessed. But yeah, I I don't even think anyone's been talking about it either. It's shocking, yeah. yeah. To release a trailer and then have nothing. Basically, they're going to have nothing for over a year. Unless they're going back to the board. Well, I feel like we've had so many games come out in the last year by Rockstar, or the last two years. Yeah. They've just been so great that people are... I mean, I don't want to say people are forgetting about Grand Theft Auto, but um, I don't know. I definitely got a lot of people... I had a lot of people coming into our store being like, yo, you got that L.A. Nori? Rather than, hey, you got that GTA (laughs) Where do you work? (laughs) L.A. Nori. Uh, Yeah, which which GameStop was that? (laughs) That's the one in the hood, huh? Yeah, Yeah. I worked in the Hartford store for a while. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. (laughs) Fun fact. Nintendo had a huge, obviously, focus on the Wii U this year since it's they really didn't have a ton of uh, mm. games announced for it up to this point. But um, Super Mario Brothers U, while it looks very interesting, I still don't understand the philosophy behind putting the word new in front of a title because yeah. it's now forever called new Super Mario Brothers and what like <laughs> at a certain point it can't be new is it, anymore. Is it, is it, they're, they're not. Yeah. The, they're not new brothers. They've always been brothers. Right. <laughs> They've Always fought over Peach. I I don't I don't even. Although you just sl- you just unconsciously went to what would be a very interesting game to do is yeah. let's now get the kids of Mario and Luigi and see what their world is like. 
I just, you know what I really don't want to see, and I feel like they're getting that. I mean, they they keep making great games, so I really just, I'll give it to Nintendo and I'll say, hey, like, keep doing this, it's great, whatever. But I, I'm really concerned that it's getting to the point where they're going to become, like, Sonic, where they just keep releasing games and they keep trying to, like, amp up the new quality to the mm-hmm. point where it's, like, so bad no one wants to play it anymore. Yeah, that would make me very, very sad. Um, so I, I really hope that if they do do it, they kind of come in and they don't try to change too much with the new newness, new, new, <laughs> just a little bit of new. I found the, uh, the new Super Mario Brothers 2, the 3DS one, the whole gold aspect kind of off putting. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I have to see more to kind of invest in that, to be honest. Yeah. I'm sure there's a whole group of people out there that have some some conspiracy theory it's like it's a whole capitalist statement of uh, mario's just into gold and (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but i mean you also have the nintendo fanboys who saw that and were like all right well i know what i'm getting (laughs) so (laughs) very true they uh they also showed lego city undercover which looked kind of cool for the wii u which was uh like i love the lego games and the open world lego city idea was kind of cool I think that that's going to be great. Um, I think Lego, the Lego games, I played with Legos growing up, so it's so funny to me to see them in all these video games. I remember mm. when the Star Wars Lego came out, or Legos, the trilogy. Yeah. Um, that came out first, and I played the shit out of that. Oh, my like, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know if I can curse on this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Want. yeah. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, I played the crap out of that. It was amazing, and, and then... There were a few other Lego games that came out. The Indiana Jones wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman was amazing. What the next one was? What? Batman was great. Ah, uh, the Batman. Oh yes, <laughs> that I'm was so, really good. Um, so excited for Batman too. Rock Band was kind of a flop in my opinion, um, just because there wa- there wasn't really a whole lot. It was kind of just like the character interface and. Mm-hmm. The idea that they were Legos, but I, I'm glad that they're doing an open world thing. I think it was fun. Um, the amount of playability and ex, ex, exploration in the Star Wars ones was fantastic. And yeah. if they can put that into a city and and put a label on it, I'll buy it. Yeah, it's incredible how expansive they are. I'm a little concerned still. We we've been talking about Lego Batman two a lot recently, and that it'll be the first game where they actually have voices which I'm a little worried about because the humor has been so perfect up to this point. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess in Lego we trust. Yeah. But they haven't in done any wrong trust. so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the trailer, I guess that stood out the most from E3 for me, at least, even though like I'm not big on zombies or anything, the, uh, the zombie you trailer that they showed was absolutely phenomenal to the point where it rivaled, the Dead Island one that won all those awards and everything years back. Oh man, I don't even think I saw it on the show floor, but I I don't think I saw the actual press conference for that. They had a a crazy trailer where they were kind of showing like the internal anatomy of a person that was slowly being infected, like you'd see it running along the blood cells mm. and everything. And they had all these like still 3D rotating shots of zombies attacking and it was in London. They had some great music playing in the background and everything. And it was just, it was very cinematic and very, very cool. Was it, was it a lot of like cut scenes or was it more, they were integrating like the cinematic quality and gameplay aspects? It was pretty much no gameplay whatsoever, but <laughs> sometimes. So, so it was essentially another, um, what was the game from last year that they showed? 
that you were just talking uh, about. Dead Island, yeah. Yeah, it was another one of those. But I think that those can be very successful in terms of just getting people interested. Absolutely. Um, I think Fallout, even Fallout 3 did that. The, do you guys remember the opening for Fallout? When yes. Yeah. It actually... I'm looking at it right now, um, mm-hmm. and it almost reminds me of the opening for Fallout 3 where you're, it's in the bus, mm-hmm. but it kind of yeah. ends in the bus. That's There's true. There's like yeah. this really sad um, like music playing about like – there's some reference to be made about, I don't know, liberty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it kind of all ends in this bus, and there's the po- post-apocalyptic um, just everything around you. Mm-hmm. Kind of almost the same thing, but it starts there, and you're seeing all the horror. The Fallout one was nice because it, it had the music, and as soon as you heard the music and everything, you, knew. you got that nostalgia just sink yeah. into you. Oh my god, that was so I great! I got shivers. Yeah, I shivered. I remember. I mean, Fallout one and two were like two of my favorite video games of all time. So mm-hmm. when three was being announced and everything, oh my god, it was so great. <laughs> I was just excited that they were bringing it to the console. I mean, I feel like. Not a lot of games can do that and do that well, mm-hmm. um, but they did that so successfully. And you know, hats off to Bethesda for you know executing that as well as they did. I'll give them a pass for Fallout New Vegas. I think everyone deserves a pass. Yep. It's like um, it's like every great actor. You know, they're gonna pick a really crappy movie every now and then. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I can't wait for Fallout Four. Mm. Yeah. Um, we are about at our hour point, mm-hmm. so this is a good place to kind of start wrapping things up. Uh, before we go, Allie, is there a place that people can find you online? Ah, yes, the interwebs. Yes. I am a fan of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a website. It's called Allie'sGotGame.com. Um, it's spelled A-L-I. Some people don't know how to spell my name, so <laughs> in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, and I also have a Twitter, so uh, at a-L-I-B-A-K-E-S, Allie Bakes. Allie Bakes. Are you a baker or is it just the name? I, it's my last name is Baker. So okay. it kind of just worked out that way. Yeah. And I wasn't I, sure if you partook in the, the baking activities as well. Well, you know what? It's actually funny. Um, I, when I was moving to go out to California this summer to work at G4, I got the internship. I didn't really think I was going to get it, but I was like, hell, YOLO, like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, so I tried and, and I got it. And then I was like, well, how the shit am I going to move to? Right. I have no, like, they didn't pay for housing. They didn't pay for anything. It was kind of just, you're out here helping us and that's it. So I raised $2,000 within four months making, um, Pokeball cookies and cupcakes, <laughs> um, Game Boy cookies, and NES controller brownies. Wow. Fun fact. So Allie <laughs> does bake. Yes. Yes, I do. That's and awesome. Quite fact. <laughs> Good to know. I got to live up to my name. <laughs> Absolutely. My All right, parents so, uh, would just frown upon me if I didn't. I also have a YouTube <laughs> channel, too. Um, I just started posting on there. So cool. that's just YouTube.com slash Allie's got game. Yeah, I watched your uh, your Batcave intro video the other day and saw the the collection you got going on there. That's quite impressive. Thank you. It took a lot of years of working at Blockbuster and you know GameStop. So it looks like some custom shelving going on too, maybe. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta have some good housing to support such a collection. Absolutely. Got to think those things out. 
For people that are looking for us online, always you can go to thegeekgeneration.com. Please rate the show and write a review on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on future shows, please send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com, at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Uh, so once again, Ali Baker, thank you so yeah, much for joining you. us. This has been oh, no. tremendous fun. Thank you. I had a blast. It's always so nice just being able to chit-chat about games. So that's been a pleasure. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, we will see you guys all next week. Make it so.